You're listening to episode 374 of the Geeks of Race podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm with Shelly Nolan. Hello. And LJ Lowry. Yo. And this week, we're geeking out about POW. I'm just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I think you're probably, we probably are, honestly. But we're geeking out about fighting games, fighting movies, and shows that fight with our childhood a little bit. <laughs> Big corporations, uh, definitely. Yes. <laughs> uh, always at war uh first we uh we'll talk about the games that we'll be playing and uh let's talk about power last just so that statement's not too on the nose okay uh, we all have been playing power world it's great but uh yeah. what else have you played lj um i played a few things um first i do want to um shout out um lethal company super hilarious game it's definitely a game you play with with friends um great streaming game played it with some friends um this week and so the concept is like um escape the back rooms or like um oh we got let's say the game labyrinthine but it's i'd say it's almost it bears a lot of similarities to like phasmophobia too because the idea is you work for this like this like scrap company i guess and you're in these like hazmat suits so the idea is you're landing on these randomly generated uh, planets and you're going into these factories and grabbing like any scrap you can and so you can purchase tools when you start, like flashlights and stuff like that. Right. Yep. Um, but the idea is you're landing on yeah, you're landing on a planet that might be like flooded, it might be foggy, you know, it might have like whatever issues. But not only do you have to deal with that, the factories that you're no going into, technically, um, it's a lot scarier. So you're getting you're going into these factories, and even outside these factories, there are these monsters, these horrific monsters that are very escape the back rooms esque. They're silly. Um, they're weird, um, but yeah, you can't get killed by anything. You have to extract with the, the scraps. You only have like I think four days, and the last day you have to make sure to ter- return to the company so you can actually get paid and make quota. And let me just tell you, me and my group, we did not make quota at any point. It was nope. ridiculous. There are some fun clips going You're around. Get fired. Yes, and when you get fired, that's the funny part is you basically get like. You know, like Among Us, when you get booted out into space, that's what happens when you get fired in Lethal Company. Um, They basically jettison you out of their autopiloted ship. Um, And you just start, like, from square one. It's super fun. So if you got a good group to play with, or even if we needed to play... I mean, I don't... It's not, like, super gory horror. Like, there's not, like, any gore or anything. Like, I don't think. Like, I mean, at least, I mean... As far as I've seen, if you might explode, I don't know if there's like a lot of blood or anything. At least I didn't see any. No, it's mostly I, I just it's mostly just like a body on the floor. Uh, like we had one guy. We're like, oh, there's a mine right there, and then our buddy, who's known for kind of like causing chaos, he walks over to the mine, looks at it, and boom, oh it gosh. dies. And I'm just like, bro, like we told you it was a mine. Like That's you went to what happened? <laughs> so we were like, yeah, he kissed a mine and he liked it. Um, so, this is our lunch for that. But it's super funny. Super fun game. I recommend yeah, it. I, if I you got a good to, group. I, I, I've 
Ever since it started getting more popularity, I've been wanting to play it. And no one's wanted to play it with me. So it's ten I bucks. have not played it yet. It's ten bucks. no one's, like, interested. And I'm like, my, really my friends I, uh, were I short. I have some friends us. who are interested, but I just haven't. Every time they've met to play, yeah. I'm busy. So I haven't played. It's so funny. It's like, I've, I've had a... So my friends were short a person, and then I popped into chat, and they're like, hey, you want to play? Like, I was like, oh, it's only ten bucks? Sure. Like... Yeah. So it was good, good, good fun. Very much worth it. I just yeah. yeah, I, I want to play it so yeah, bad. It's so <laughs> silly. I don't have good, the friends. Good times. Um, the other thing I've been playing that's much more my bread and butter is Tekken Eight. Since that dropped, oh, we man. did we so did good. get a review copy Let's like go. last last minute before it launched. So I'm reviewing that for the website. So that feels really cool. I've definitely hit. So I've definitely have. The last Guilty Gear game we got a copy of. Street Fighter we got a copy of. Um, Tekken we got a copy of. So I'm like collecting the Infinity Gauntlet of like fighting games here. Definitely neat if they ever come out with any Mortal Kombat. I'm um, going to try to get that too. Um, or uh, maybe an Injustice. But I've gotten to review the big fighting games. Tekken is uh, really good. I'll say if I had to pick an order for like the last couple of releases we got for the genre. I would say Street Fighter is definitely like number one. I feel like that is probably the biggest fighting game release. Tekken 8 is number two. Um, and then Mortal Kombat is still Mortal Kombat. But it's definitely like the lower out of the these big the big three. Um, Tekken 8 is super fun because they added this like heat mechanic. This heat gauge where if you try to go back on the offensive you can actually get some health back because there's like this when your health bar starts to go gray a little bit that means you have health that you can get back oh, and sweet. it's okay. it's super fun so like there have been there can be battles where i could i'm like i'm about to lose but if i get on the offensive a little bit and try to work it a little bit i can at least gain some health back and try to like actually win the fight or win around when i thought i was fully done um Super good, super good. Um, a lot of the characters are... Like, there's definitely characters in this like I couldn't really use in the past games that I feel like they're more accessible now because of the new mechanic. Um, if you go... I mean, I think Tekken's notorious for how silly the story is, especially, like, it's like this like family feud that the whole world <laughs> is, like, yeah, witnessing. Yes. Um, so basically, like, it's like Jerry Springer on a global level because these fathers and sons and family members fighting with each other um so it gets like so i thought tekken got weird i thought tekken was weird already but the story in this one gets even weirder it gets like to like gurren lagan like cosmic level like weird um <laughs> which is great i mean i loved that show just because of how ridiculous it was um and i think that's why this story of tekken is like kind of enjoyable because it's so out there um, you do have a thing you could watch that gives you a synopsis of, like, all the past games. Um, if you're not familiar with Tekken, but I think most people are familiar. It's kind of, like, obvious. Um, but yeah, it's super good. Super fun game. Not really much else to say right now. There's, like, an arcade quest thing where it teaches you, like, it's, like, a kind of a story, like, little playable thing. But it's more like an extended tutorial that kind of helps you learn the game if you've never even played a Tekken game before um yeah that's not not a whole lot to say definitely playing online already um it, it does feel really weird like going into this game like having gotten so deep into like tekken 7 like so it just felt it feels like i don't know it feels like i'm already i've, I've already knew i already know how to play the game but it's just like interesting to find like to experience the changes and things like that um so it's, it's really cool i'm enjoying it a lot 
Um, I don't necessarily know that it's as accessible as Street Fighter Six is, like as far as like for newcomers, but I'm having fun with it, so it's really enjoyable. So that's about it for Tekken. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I've been playing. I mean, I know we've all been playing Power World still, so. Yeah. <laughs> Shelly, what have you been playing? Uh, I haven't been playing anything new besides Power but, World. So, Power World, that's yeah. same with me. I've just been playing Power World. So, <laughs> yeah, you could have got right into it. That's okay. funny. That's uh, cool. <laughs> it's f- hard to put down. I, I was about to say fun. I don't know about fun. It's hard to put down. I am, yeah. like, I will start, and then dropping the game is so difficult to me. Yeah, because um, you kind of get on a roll. At least I do. I tend to get on the kind of like yeah. a roll. I'm like, oh, I need this, and I'm going to build this, and I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to do this, and then I'm like, oh, but then I get distracted because... Yeah, and then it's like you give yourself oh. tasks, and then it's like, oh, yeah. well, I got this other thing I could do. Like, mm-hmm. I'll start exploring, and then I'm like, well, I can't stop exploring to <laughs> find a fast travel. I can't just yeah. end up here. That would be crazy. And then... Yeah. Um, or I'll die. And when I die, it's usually when I put a game down. Um, I don't rage quit necessarily, but I'm very much where I'm like, all right, well, I've died like three times, I'm done. Um, and so in this, that's like that's my put down time. That's when I move on to something else in life. And in this game, I'm like, I died. I have to go get my stuff before I can end this. See, and sometimes you go get your stuff, and you're like, well, I have my stuff now, so I guess I can just keep going. I'm playing on casual, so I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I'm i on whatever the second difficulty is, like, closest to the easiest. I thought there was only, like, three. Uh, you're, so you're probably just on normal. I have no idea. Maybe there is more, but... I'm on Xbox version. It's weird. Uh, I thought there was a few of them, but there might not be. There's at least three. I know for sure. <laughs> yeah. So I, I die every once in a while. Usually I will travel way farther than I need to, and I have no business being over at level, like, 40 pals are coming at me <laughs> i've got level 20 something pals at the moment but no, want- it's a lot of fun i really want another base i have two of them and i want to move one of them and the other one is just a quarry for iron and it's mm-hmm. not really a base yeah. I, I will say that's been my biggest thing Please give me item transfer between bases. I should be able to. Yeah, I'd even that put was pals like, in place. Mm-hmm. I finally got my second base, and I was like, "Wait a second, I have to go back to my old base just to grab stuff." <laughs> and build stuff. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna do this. So, I, I do have at least like beds there, and I do have some pals assigned there. There were a lot of trees around, so they just started chopping down trees, and I might have put a couple of things. <laughs> I remember putting a feed box, and I just remember thinking, "This is a lot of maintenance." And I don't want to just be spending my time at bases for this whole game. And also, I don't even like the idea of having more than one base. Like, if it's a base, it's my base. That's where I go. It's my home. I don't really like the yeah. idea of more than one base. So I think what I'm going to try to, like, slow down my role there. Maybe even put my pals away. And what I could do is I can reassign them maybe if I need them to, like, do something. But I'm like, eh, otherwise, I could use this just as a fast travel point and still just have my, my you know, my first base be my primary one. Because otherwise... It's just going to take my time away from what I actually enjoy in the game. Because that micromanaging is not what I enjoy in the game. I enjoy, like, going around, catching, exploring, mm-hmm. fighting. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I enjoy. And uh, I, I'm not big on the base stuff. I just do it because I feel like I need to. Uh, and it can be way. satisfying, but I'm like, I can't do two. That's way too much. So I just need to I really want to do, like, an actual, like, I don't know. For me, I, I have my normal base, and that's, like, my normal resource center. 
And yeah. I really wish I could kind of get the quarry to be part of that too, but there's not mm. enough space to do both. The iron quarry. Just have two bases uh, right next to each other. There you go, yeah. Just make one big mega it base. It is crazy how quickly you can get weighed down, you know, by like, especially all those big items. I'm just like, oh, I can't even move now. Yeah. So it's like, and you produce so much, you could you could still discard a lot of it and still get away. I've just been putting all of my skill points into weight, which is probably not the best way to play the game. And I'm like, I'll carry everything. Uh, but what I would like to do is I have like a resource center and then I have the iron quarry because you have to. Mm-hmm. The iron stuff annoys me too. The fact that I can like, I can get the iron mined and I can get it in the furnace, but I have to be the one that puts it in the furnace. So I have to go back there and do stuff for it to like keep going. I want to be able to set things in place and right. leave them uh, until they like something, you know, attacks or something like that. So my third base to me is like what you're saying is like your normal, like your real base. Mm-hmm. Um, it's where I want to build and play yeah. and like, have fun because my first one is just a resource place to like get the stuff that I need to level up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's not aesthetically pleasing. That's a good point too. Building that. Yeah, that's I true. I want something to decorate because that's mm-hmm. just how I. I'm not a decorator. I uh, my coworker was already showing me his um, his base. He just started playing Powell. He's like, <laughs> my base, and I'm like, low key. I'm not actually mad, but I'm like low key mad. I'm like, why does yours look so much better than mine? My ugly as heck. <laughs> like I literally just, which is how I play Sim like short farming. <laughs> sims survival games in general like i don't do the aesthetics i only do function and i just put something in a place where it makes sense where it's functional um and efficient and like maybe not even the most efficient i just like Mm -hmm. it but it looks terrible right and i do this in minecraft i do this in stardew i do this in all and i don't really play those games a lot too because i think for a lot of people the the draw to to those games is being able to sort of decorate and like have you know, still the the efficiency aspect and still the, like, oh, it's still doing something aspect, but it also looks pretty. Whereas for me, I'm just like, I can't make something that looks pretty. That's it's just very not... Animal Crossing to me. <laughs> right. I, right. I can't do it. Like, that's what I mean. That's why I can't really do I Animal Crossing. It's because it's all, it's all decorating, but there's no substance, right? It's uh, all, yeah. like, there's, oh, you have this kitchen. What can you do this kitchen? Well, I technically later, I think. That's, that's like my, my buddy who's do? into all the building and the decorating. I'm like, bro, just let me kill stuff and I'll build my house over here and then just help yeah. you collect resources. Like, like my house. <laughs> I love decorating. I'm not good at decorating. Sure. Yeah. And that's great. Uh, my, my house right now uh, is the, there's no floor. There's the floor broke, so there's no floor. <laughs> just a bed and four walls and a roof. That's hilarious. That's, that's all I have. And I'm like, that's, that, awesome. that's all I need, baby. That's all I got. I remember Minecraft, like when it was in beta. Mm-hmm. I got blown up by a uh, creeper. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to make my floor lava. And what, so what? I spent forever. <laughs> because back then, it was like hard to get most of the resources and things. Mm-hmm. I'm doing all the crafting. It's different now. Minecraft is totally different. <laughs> but yeah, totally. I was sitting there and I got all this lava figured out and I picked it all up and then I put glass over the lava. Wow. So that I could have a lava floor and I was like, no creepers ever. No, that's cool. <laughs> that's very cool. I like that a lot. That's super neat. The floor is literally lava. In Minecraft, we definitely yeah, had like sky time. bases and underwater bases and stuff like that. Yeah. We, we had like a pyramid base one time. Like we we did all that. Water was one of them. Water was one of them. <laughs> yeah, I would I would do a water I would do a water base. Power world. Like an under an underwater base even was like we had like with Lord. glass and everything. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, I could see if you don't like decorating, there's really no point to 
having three bases. Right. I think it'd probably be better fit you to have a bigger base. Like it allow you to like kind of make it larger. Yeah. So now I'm thinking because like I'm I I want the fast travelness. Like so I put my second base. I assume all the maps are the same. I don't know if all the maps are the same. Do we yes. know? They are what they should. Okay. Uh, I guess so. so yeah. They're not I put it on a super high high point. So and I thought about it because I thought it'd be cool. One to be able to kind of look around and see just super far. Two that raids. Like, I kind of have natural defense from raids because I have the high ground. I have the high ground. Uh, but I also learned that the raids, which, by the way, I got, like, three spam pretty much in a row while I was set, setting up my second base. Where there, I, I have nothing set up that, yet. Yeah. And I'm like, guys, there's nothing here. Like, what are you <laughs> doing? And also I died because of course. And, like, I wasn't prepared. And I didn't have any resources or pals. Anyway, um, I realized it just takes them forever to get up to my to my camp. Yeah, and it's actually <laughs> really annoying and i'm like dang it this had this was a smart idea but it may not be worth it because now i they just take minutes to get to me and i'm like this is annoying but i don't know maybe i'll tear the base down and i'll um set it up by by my first base and then just have a really large base of many many pals not a bad idea That would be cool. Yeah. I uh, yeah. The game's the game's good. It's it's addictive. I'm really excited uh, what they do in the future. I know Pokemon. Uh, we don't we're not putting the news or anything, but they've kind of responded to it. Um, oh yeah. Who knows? I'm hearing a lot of things. The internet's a weird place. It's like you never know what's like. like they've already tried and they failed, and I'm like, yeah. I haven't seen any of that. Like I'm just. This game has been in development for so long. Like Pokemon yeah, Company would do something by now. And also, it for, it reads to me very much like more of an acknowledgement to the fans. Like, hey, the fans, we know this exists. And we'll, sure, we'll take a look at it. So you guys yeah. shut up about it. Like, they know there's <laughs> nothing there. I saw a there. video, and I thought it was a really good point of, even if they did shut Power World down, it's kind of put a blemish on Pokemon Forever. Because it's a half the price game of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's half the dev team, if not more. And it's a yeah. better game. Yeah, and yeah. So it's really like, I know Pokemon would not like to admit it, but it is very healthy for the Pokemon fans for this to exist because it may help make better Pokemon games. Yeah, Pokemon's so popular, it created a new genre that means we're monster. Co- and there's been monster collectors for a long time, so I don't know why people are like mad that this is even more Pokemon than. Well, that's like a, Digimon a former... games or like. Like so many other games, Cassette Beast. I'm still trying to play. It's on my back. Oh, uh, Cassette my list Beast is so year. good. And Ten-ten. there's actually another um, game I kickstarted a while ago. It's not out yet, but it's going to be called I think Kindred Fates. I think is the working title oh, yeah. right now. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's similar. It's also like a monster collector game, but it's going to be more mature in a different way. Not like more mature because there's guns everywhere, but it's going to be like you know, like a story, a little bit more mature themes and things like that. And so. I don't know. I just feel like a lot of Pokemon fans are re- they're trying to say that this is like a bad thing, but it's a good thing to have more competition, and it's a good Healthy. thing that yeah, something sure. is so popular that create a new genre. I talk about how Smash helped create platform fighters, and how having more platform fighters is a good thing, not a bad thing, because you need to, you know, create challenges, innovation. We don't like 
having a monopoly and that is included in games and game genres so it's always good to have a variety and i think pokemon needed to be challenged for a while because again there's other sort of monsters collector kind of games um i I mentioned digimon games anymore (laughs) yeah a lot of digimon games actually are not at all similar to pokemon games but a lot of people are just like oh digimon is just a ripoff of pokemon but you see what i mean people just look at like weird little guys Weird little creatures like no, it's just ripping off Pokemon. Where it's like no, it's literally. I mean, not. shoot if, if cyber cyber Stop trying to defend all a billion dollar, a multi billion dollar industry. Stop trying to defend a the most prolific, rich, freaking uh, media the in the world. <laughs> in the world, more than Hello Kitty, more than any other brand, Pokemon has made more money and is the most rich and pro- prolific, like media brand in the world, you do not need to defend them. They will defend themselves. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Like, if stop anything, uh, Digimon boots. made a Persona game out of Cyber Yeah, Smith, so. yeah exactly. <laughs> My yeah, two I, I love it. I think it's really, really cool for everyone. Mm-hmm. We can move on to the gaming news. Unless you guys have anything else to add about Power World. Nope, that's it for me. I mean, I'm still playing, but like, yeah, like I'm still playing. There's not really much new to say about it. Mm-hmm. I remember what I was going to say. It's also a parody very much. I was going to say that. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people kind of miss the commentary that's going on there. Of like, yeah, it's... Pokemon in itself was slavery. And so like you were enslaving these Pokemon and then they make them fight each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, this is just like it's technically parody, yeah. Parodying it yep. in that in a way of like, oh yeah, just another more actually slaves. Yep. Yeah, and it's almost making fun of Pokemon in that way. I think it definitely falls under parody. Yeah. Um, some of those Pokemon design, Power World designs, are pretty on the nose. Yep. And I was told by somebody, not a good source. Uh, hopefully, they don't want to say it's a friend of mine. Um, that they may have used AI to make the designs, so that's a little Ooh. Uh, in the There's no uh, proof. Basically, people are There's saying that no because proof, the but... CEO, like one time, said that AI was kind of cool. I uh, mean, I could see like you, I could see somebody using AI for inspiration, like if they did the art themselves and used AI. That's for what inspiration. It, was, it was like the concept like, art was what he was saying, right? But what's crazy is a lot of these people. I'd bet money that a lot of these same people. Are the same people who've been complaining about Pokemon designs for the last couple of years, for the last couple of generations. Uh-huh. And I'm like, cool, do you care about Pokemon artists or no? Because you, can, yeah. you can't be, like, bashing yeah. on their designs, but then also being like, oh, but the AI, they're stealing Pokemon's art. It's like, these aren't, like, you know, little artists who can't protect themselves. That's usually the danger that comes with AI art, is that mm-hmm. it's usually coming from stealing from artists that can't really stand up for themselves, and they're usually, you know, indie mm-hmm. creators, things like that. And obviously, you know, stealing is still isn't good. I'm not gonna. If they did actually do that, that's still not necessarily a good thing. I think people are blowing it out of proportion, right? Saying like, mm-hmm. "Oh my gosh, it's AI art." Where it's like, well, these are like, this is like an industry created design. It's not like these little artists or anything. It's like this right. is like the Pokemon come. And again, if they did investigate something, and if it's true, then like they probably would do something about it. But guess what? I don't think they will. I don't think yeah, anything's happening because I, I don't think they actually. I hope anything. it doesn't go anywhere. I love this game. I can't wait for the rest of it. Uh, it it's eerily familiar to Broomstick Week a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. Like, Please don't. Be <gasps> that one got yeah. That was burned for us. That's the personal problems with that because they never said why. But yeah. you don't necessarily have to say why. Yeah. Slap an NDA. There you go. 
Bye bye. Our logo you know? was gonna be in that game. We were so excited. We were right there, dude. That game was uh, it was fun <laughs> so, too. So like tangent. Oh. tangent. Yeah. Uh, what's going on in the gaming world? Um. Yeah. So we got some fun stuff going on here. Um. And some also kind of sad stuff. Um. So first of all, um, I guess I'm just gonna come out with this that, um, the state of play as of recording is supposed to happen Wednesday. I know when people are hearing this, we're going to, like, it'll be happening that day. So I really have nothing to say about it until next week. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm looking forward to what's going to come out of that. So uh, other than that, um, we also have some, a lot of shakeups in the gaming industry with layoffs. Um, A lot of uh, Microsoft, what was it, like, did we already talk about was Microsoft out? No, Microsoft was recent because we talked was, about Twitch. That was like this week, yeah. Um, yeah, that was this week. So I kind of like, I didn't want to like mix up like numbers and stats from what, that conversation. But um, yeah, so Microsoft got hit with a pretty significant layoff. Smaller devs like um, the devs that are supposed to be working on Rise of the Ronin or um, like, yeah, the um, Ninja Turtle stuff. Oh, yeah. Or Last Ronin. Yeah. I was thinking of like the (laughs) sequel. I think sequels are like called Rise of the Ronin, but um, something like that. But yeah. Um, So there's there's that game that's supposed to be being worked on. Embracer Group, which is the parent company of THQ Nordic. They've done some layoffs. um, And that also comes with, um, I guess, there was supposed to be a Deus Ex game in development, which is basically another super powered cybernetic augmented like type of like series like it was kind of cyberpunk before cyberpunk you know was a thing i would say um but in a much less of a like a open world rpg sense but um the deus ex games are have a have a pedigree to them and uh i guess it had been this new deus ex game was supposed to be two years into pre-production and that's after we probably weren't even gonna get like a Deus Ex game um, after the last one, so that just kind of sucks because I'm like, oh, that kind of would have been kind of cool um, to have one of those. But Embracer Group is hit with it. Um, so many other um, companies are going through that right now, and so it's just kind of crazy. Um, yeah, um, hopefully those people are, are finding jobs, and that uh, yeah. like I wonder how much this will really affect anything. I feel like. A lot of the stuff we've been seeing, like, we didn't really see a lot of, like, the game industry necessarily get hit that hard during COVID, but it's like we're definitely, I think we've been seeing a lot of the after effects and things like that, like, just the, the results of companies struggling um, in the last couple of years and things like that, so, yeah, it sucks. It's too so. bad. It kind of, it's crazy how high risk gaming has become, especially when you think about how mm-hmm. anyone can just make a game right yeah yeah but then once you get beyond just like a small indie sort of either individual or small group that can kind of control themselves once you kind of get to the mid Mm -hmm. to high level the money really starts blowing out of proportion where everybody needs to get paid and they should get paid right but then like how it takes so much work to to make these games and how much money you get out of it i don't know it just kind of it kind of reminds me of what's happening with the anime industry in Japan, where yeah. it makes so much money, you think, oh, this industry must be incredibly successful because they're making so much money, but the truth is, it's so hard to make, mm-hmm. um, and people need, like, certain talents, and because games are just create 
they're getting harder to make because yeah you know graphics and higher expectations again same thing happening in anime like people need like a higher animation quality in order to be able to pay attention to anime and things like that but then you're just running your employees to the ground they're not getting Mm. any rest they're not getting any sleep they have to meet these deadlines and then by the end of the day if you don't make like how much more exponentially money than you know you put into it you're gonna just end up with layoffs and it's you know you have to put in so much to potentially get a ton back or to even break even it seems like i mean i could be misinterpreting this but it just reminds me a lot of like the anime industry which is kind of scary because it's it's one of those things where it's like well it has to keep going people are going to keep watching anime people are Mm going to be you know keep playing video games and people are going to in fact keep raising the stakes or are wanting the stakes raised when it comes to gaming um but if people can't deliver if, in, if industry can't if companies mm-hmm. can't and they're going to keep laying off because now the money is just out of control like it's all bad then you throw the stock market in there and that just makes things yep. worse i mean uh, it's, it sucks it's bad it's really bad yeah yep my thing is like i kind of want to see more stuff like the new prince of persia and some of these other smaller games yeah. we have that are like these like kind of half sequels like if we can just put out some stuff that doesn't have to necessarily be like these giant budget 70 dollars like full yeah. games like i'm okay with yeah. like prince of persia is like 50 bucks they have like i think of like miles morales that game was yeah. like a lower budget game um sony's done that pretty well with like their you know uncharted and stuff like that and um, they could hold no, the games they... all have to be like hundreds and hundreds of hours to be worth anything. Now. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, because people think time is like a like oh I'm not if I'm not getting all these hours out of it then you know like I guess like, but any, anyway like, yeah that that's yeah. a different discussion but it's just like I feel like there are ways where that some of the, some of this stuff can be mitigated at least I hope not that I'm an expert or anything but no for sure um, it's scary yeah 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 so. One thing I do kind of have hope for this year, and I hope it's good because we're still talking big companies here in control of like what happens with these video games. Uh, they put out a new trailer for uh, Dragon Ball Z Sparking Zero, which is the new fighting game. Um, and this game is supposed to be a spiritual successor to like the Budokai Tenkaichi games that got real popular on PS2. And they were really good. Like I remember playing at least the second one. Um... And so it looks it looks good. This trailer I've seen, I'm like, okay, cool. Like this looks like what we want, and it's more prettier. Um, I hope that like local online or like or like local like multiplayer doesn't get sacrificed for like online stuff. Because I saw something a friend posted this. He's like, oh yeah, there's not like a one to two player section on this like pre order page, or like this coming soon page. And I was like, ooh, that's kind of sucks because couch you know couch competitive and couch co-op stuff is like that's where fighting games got started um you know like that's how people in households join uh, like enjoyed that stuff like like me and my my brother and everything um but either way i'm hoping this does really well i'm hoping it's not like one of those things that is like just so heavy online like focused like i mean i'm okay i mean i'd be down with it but i'm still you know um because i'm still gonna probably play it but um it I did check out, I guess this is kind of like treading like little gray area stuff, but I tried this mod a while back and they basically called it Tenkaichi 4 and it's basically got everything like you would want out of a new game in that series. 
I'm just like, oof, like if this doesn't do well, people are just going to go play that, which is crazy to think. Like we were just talking about like indie devs versus like, you know, triple A devs and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many people they had working on this mod, but it's up, like, they've updated it. There's stuff from Dragon Ball Superhero and everything like that. I'm like, wow, like, this is a stacked video game that was built off of Tenkaichi 3. Um, so, I, it's it's kind of crazy. Like, I'm just like, okay, cool. So, like, but I'm, I'm hoping Sparking Zero does good. It looks pretty. The, the trailer's cool because you see uh, Goku and Vegeta fighting throughout points in their history like they transform and things like that like they start from square one um so I just kind of like and it does kind of suck because it's like yeah sure we've played this story dozens of times already um if if not two dozen you know like so it'll just, <laughs> it just be interesting to see what they do with it because like I feel like okay like the fighting I hope like the fi- I'm not worried about the mechanics it's everything around it um so I just hope it's good and enjoyable and that um they make it interesting so yeah it looks good i'm excited to see what comes out of it yeah for sure Mm -hmm. yeah but that's it for gaming news we will get into uh the movies then uh lj why don't you go first again um i didn't finish it because i fell asleep watching it last night before before bed but i I started watching treasure planet because i've been getting into pirate stuff again recently um and then also like been in been into a little sci-fi stuff thrown here in, in the mix especially from the D campaign i'm playing so i'm like oh like i have not seen like i've maybe seen this movie a little bit in parts or whatever but it was not a movie i don't think i'd ever watched in full but i was like man this is kind of like a it's almost like atlantis to me like it's kind of like mm-hmm. atlantis has kind of got like a cult following these days because it's one of those movies where like oh i actually enjoyed this and i found out later other people did too but, like, Treasure Planet, I just feel like, is one of those ones that I'm like, oh, this kind of gets swept under the rug a lot, so let me check it out. And um, I, I dig it. I think it's cool. Like, I'm just like, wow, like, this would have probably been up my alley had I watched it when I was younger, but I just never did, yeah. so. Super good. I also still find it weird that it's just random pirate ships floating in space. I'm just like, that kind of, <laughs> I got to suspend disbelief for that one, because it's like, oh, yeah, we can't breathe in space. Um, yeah, they just like yeah, they did some weird. Stuff they just like, went for it, like, like which I'm like okay with, because I'm like, hey, like that you do you, like you know, sure, like, yeah, we're going yeah. for it. We I don't, mean... you don't have to necessarily, you know, like stick to that. But I'm just always like, oh, when I think of space pirates, I think of like junky old, you know, Firefly style, like kind of like I don't know, like you know, that's yeah. So it's just they're literally space pirate ships. So that has been yeah. uh, fun to um, watch so far. But I'm probably gonna finish the rest of it tonight because it's funny because i i watched black flag which uh if you watch black flag you know that there's so much to do in the first season uh, uh, black sails black sails not black flag yeah i was thinking yeah i think what you're yeah egregious egregious uh egregious yeah the word? egregious a lot of it uh <laughs> that, yeah um but it's funny because i i watched that and that is a prequel to treasure island yeah for those who don't know, they kind of don't say that right out, right? And then you find out kind of through watching it that it is mm-hmm. super cool. Uh, it's this dark, gritty uh, prequel to a, a kid's book, basically. Yeah. Um, but then I, I was looking for a good Treasure Island uh, movie to watch afterwards to really kind of fit with it. And I couldn't. So I watched Muppet Planet. Muppet Treasure Island. But Treasure Island, that would be good. <laughs> I watched Treasure Planet instead, and I was like, I know all of these characters because of... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was really weird to go from Black Sails. I to that, yeah. To Treasure Planet, but uh, so good. 
That's crazy. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. For those who don't know, Treasure Planet is literally Treasure Island. It is. It's if it wasn't obvious enough in the title. Yeah. It's but, so funny. But it literally is. There's characters and everything from, like, that are straight up. Like, yeah, it's the, yeah. Yeah. Very much is. <laughs> yep. The That's story good, in space. Yeah. Which I don't We should get more of that. I would be down for. <laughs> I don't know. I already have options for it, but I. Just in space seeing a bunch of random movies, I'm good with. <laughs> yeah. They did that with uh, Jason. It's a. Jason X. Slasher Jason, Friday the 13th. Yeah. <laughs> That's different, I think. Just makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So good. Yeah, but it was good though. I watched uh, Fast X. Uh, it's the first Fast movie I haven't seen in theaters in a very wow. long time. Kind of forgot Same. it existed. Actually, wait, did I watch yeah. Nine? Ooh, I may not have seen Nine, actually. I think I remember for sure the last one I watched was uh, Eight. Nine was John Cena's, right? Yes, I didn't watch Nine. Okay, I'm behind on Okay. And that... Okay, the movie is... All the movies are the same. They're ridiculous. It's not that but I it is couldn't weird. see him. as I didn't see him. Uh, <laughs> there Some spoilers for Nine, then. Um, Nine, John Cena plays the villain. Uh, I think it's in the trailer. Yeah. That it's his long-lost brother. Yep. And uh, so Fast does what they do. It's all about family. And so in the end... It's about family. Up. I'm convinced oh, yeah. that uh, the Fast series is like an American anime. Like, it's like just... Absolutely. <laughs> like you can yes. an- yeah. Totally. It kind of is. <laughs> they so he becomes and it's weird because he's this like big brooding bad guy in the nine. And now he's just like the cool uncle in this. And I was Yeah, because like, like Vin Diesel's like Goku. Like he just everybody wants to be around him. Like they like they're like, well it's like so weird. His, his the things he says are so inspiring. I guess I can't like beat him. Like so I might as well join like, him. He's more like Peacemaker in this movie than he <laughs> was uh whatever Dom's brother's name is. I can't remember his <laughs> You don't remember anyone's name in this besides Dom. That's funny. Uh, and Brian. Brian, obviously. Uh I will say though, they've they've picked an actor, Jason Momoa, that looks nothing like the Joker. So you don't feel like you're watching the Joker, and they told him to act like the Joker. I there's no way they didn't, and I kind of love Joker, it. Baby. Jason Momoa as the Joker is perfect. I and heard they let him do his own motorcycle stunts. That's cool. <laughs> there's yeah. no in, way. In like a literal translation, Momoa would be a terrible Joker. Like it just wouldn't work. Like in a in a Batman movie, um, I think he just doesn't have the look for it. But he is this like unhinged, crazy. Uh, like, and it's it's pulling from a different bunch of different jokes. I would love to know if they actually inspired it or not, because it feels like they almost had to have. Uh, there's some Heath Ledger uh, going on in there that was huh. good on the nose. Um, just the ideas of like you need to choose who you're gonna choose, kind of stuff. And then there's a specific scene where he's getting punched and he's like, "Ow, ow!" And then he just starts laughing maniacally as he's getting punched in the face, and uh, then it goes back to him getting hurt and that's a scene straight out of a batman uh animated something of some sort (laughs) and so it's really interesting to watch momoa play uh just that unhinged like joker character he's kind of in a lot of ways a villain just for the sake of villain he's got a little bit of backstory going on but not really um the uh the cheesy line the memeable line of this was uh it was like 
what does he say? You don't have something, and if you don't have whatever, then you don't have family. If you don't have family, you don't have anything. It, that that <laughs> no, gives big uh, Woody energy from Kingdom Hearts 3, where he says, sounds like no one's ever loved you before. <laughs> he said something like that, where he's just like, sounds like no one's ever loved you before. <laughs> it's just like so raw. That's savage. Coming from Woody. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Yeah, the movie that's what is it sounds like to me. You don't go to a fast movie expecting it to be good. Oh no! <laughs> you go for the explosions and the silliness. Yeah, it is so ridiculous what they do with cars. Uh, they did tone it down. You know, they're not in space this time. They're uh, gonna be. That was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> they could still space. be. Oh yeah. See that? Oh, could... you haven't seen none. Sorry. No, I, I saw. I think they saw that oh. in like a trailer or something, or where they were. Yeah, like... I'm pretty sure it's in a trailer. They should have made that just the, the whole, like, that needed to be a whole movie. Yeah. I'm ready for, I'm ready for Lamborghinis on the moon. We've been saying this for years. Um, uh, one interesting thing is that, and I, I'm really curious how they'll do this. Are they going to make Fast 10 and then 11 will be the last one? Because they said mm-hmm. there were only three more yes. installments. But Fast 10 is a two-part movie. Oh, so are they gonna they, do eleven? And did 12? they change? I thought they might have changed that. I think they literally might technically have. Huh. I will have to look that up later or something because it sounds yeah, like they I might have fast ten, part one, and then they're gonna do fast ten part two, and then eleven and then twelve. That it's makes like, no sense. 11, part one, two, and three. I and mean, then twelve will be. Part that's one, like Final two, Fantasy three, ten two. I mean, there you go. I mean, like <laughs> yeah. it works. Okay. Um, but no, Jason Momoa, I would love to see him play more. I, if this is his Lobo, uh, audition, then let him be Lobo. Yeah. He's a little flamboyant, and that's really nice. <laughs> um, I don't know, just cause he even brings it up in the movie. He was like, you know, and he was like, there's just so much masculinity going on with me. I gotta be a little bit to balance it out. A little <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> Especially coming from him, like. Yeah, which is, I think, like, just him in real life. Yes, yes. <laughs> he wears a lot of pink, he wears a scrunchies, and I think it's kind of toned down the, uh, uh, he's a very intimidating man. Yeah. So you gotta have to, a little bit of flamboyancy there. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's great. His performance was actually definitely the the best part of the movie. We get ready for Fast 10 Part 2. 10 2. Yeah. Um, Brian uh is in the trailer as well uh that appearance is just really strange um but i get like paul walker was very invested in the series and uh, i think his family's very supportive of keeping him Uh, yeah i hear they try something with it yeah it's cool i think it stays respectful they don't ever have him being a key part but he's just there he just lives yeah that's cool let him live on in this in this movie series. Is nice. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into the movie news then. Sure. So we have more cast for DCU's Supergirl. Not DCEU, DCU. Sometimes I forget. <laughs> yes. James Gunn's that. whole DC extravaganza kingdom, whatever you want to call it. So, um, kingdom. <laughs> it kind Kingdom of is Dumb. i mean it's really i feel like he just did all this guardians of the galaxy stuff with marvel and then that whole weird thing where he almost got canceled happened and then 
in spite. Yeah. It's just like, I'm going to make my own. It my is own crazy. Numbers. Like, how did you go from that to this? But, it's really, yeah. uh, it's really crazy. Roller coaster. <laughs> I agree. It's really weird. Um, anyway, so Supergirl is going to be uh, played by Millie Alcock. Um, she is from House of the, or in House of the Dragon. She's not from the House of Dragon, but she's, she's <laughs> acting. She acts in that show. I, I cannot speak tonight. It's fine. Um, so she's going to be joined by um, Rachel Brosnan, Lois Lane, Nicholas Holt as Lex Luthor, and then David so Hornsweet is Superman. So they're all going to be um, that. And uh, this article also mentions that they're basing it off of the 2022 comic Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. So that's pretty interesting. Okay. And they said they're gonna maybe start filming soon. Nice, like March. So maybe a release date for next year. Yeah, that seems like a normal timeline. The one cool. they chose for Supergirl is a really good actor. I'm really excited to see what she does. Yeah, I know there are. Holt is amazing. They were talking. I I remember. I I don't remember the other actresses who were uh, um, sort of in talks. I just remember seeing a couple different like posts and different like news of like, oh, it could be her, it could be her. And I'm just like. Always wonder if they're gorgeous. Like I couldn't, I didn't know any of them from anything. But I'm just like they're all so pretty. I mean, like they're probably all really talented too. I don't know why it was the first thing I thought. I was like, man, they're all so pretty. Um, but anyway, yeah. So that's exciting. I think uh, there hasn't really been a good Supergirl in a while. There was that show, and I don't know. Didn't look good. Maybe it was good if you if you watched it. Maybe did you watch it? It was part of the Flower Universe. I watched the season one, and then it wasn't part of the Flare universe. Oh, rip. And Never mind. I was like, well, I'm done. Yeah, uh, valid. And it did a weird thing where it connected. The Flash opened a portal to her universe. Oh, of course. And brought her in. But of course. And then, yeah, yeah. It was weird. Okay, okay. Well, I don't think that show was super popular because people don't really talk about it anymore. <laughs> just gonna, I'm just going to say that. So, I don't know. I think Supergirl needs a dub. I, I, you know, I, I, I yeah. think the movie would be really great, I think, for her. So, yeah. we love that. Also, we have a trailer for Roadhouse coming to Amazon Prime Video. has Jake Gyllenhaal in it. <coughs> Pretty good, actually. I don't know. There's not a lot of trailers I watch where I'm like, oh, this looks like fun and like maybe actually something I'd want to watch. But I feel like this looks fun and like maybe It makes me want to go back and watch the original. Because Which I all never I know... Saw either. All I know I from had no idea what Roadhouse was. I <laughs> so didn't know that it was about a fighter at all. All I know is <laughs> the only time I think of Roadhouse is in Family Guy. There's an episode where he walks around like Roundhouse kicking people, and he goes Roadhouse after he does it. Ha. And so Roadhouse. Um, and then so I actually saw a TikTok that explained some differences, like things that they're changing. So I guess in the original, he's just some kind of bouncer guy who like goes from like bar to bar or like. Mm-hmm. you know business to business and like yeah helps them out and like basically like handles you know handles stuff there sure. um and in this one i guess i guess he's got i guess he's in the old saving one saving the family company yeah so the, in the old one i guess like even sam elliott has a character who's like his like mentor i think or something like i have to i don't know all of this in detail i have to go watch the movie That's um he looked much more serious than this this looks goofy Yes, and it looks, it's weird. Yeah, it looks fun. They must have a partnership with somebody because, like, Conor McGregor's in there, and I guess, like, oh, he's an yeah. MMA fighter. Um, which Jake Seeing Jones, him act is weird. Yeah, I don't. That's that's the only part I'm not that excited about because I'm like, oh, you just threw him in there just because he's an MMA fighter. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I got it looks decent. Um, I'll definitely watch this on Prime when it comes out. Um, I did hear some messy stuff, I guess, about when the movie got made when Prime picked it up, and I think this is the same thing that happened with Michael B. Jordan and uh, Without Remorse, is that they were supposed to put it out in theaters. I guess Amazon. I guess apparently. I don't know if it's... I think the director actually legit, like, didn't attend the premiere because Amazon yeah. said they were going to put a budget to put this in theaters, and they never did. Um, so I don't know the whole <laughs> details on that, but that's kind of crappy. Um, and I guess Without Remorse was supposed to go to the theaters, probably, but that was, like, when COVID was, was happening, too. So, like, I guess that's an excuse, but, like... I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if this movie would have been theater-worthy anyway. Like, I'll totally watch it on Prime. But, um... I like Jake Gyllenhaal and a lot of stuff he's in, so... I'm gonna watch it. Like, it looks fun. Yeah. No, he's a fun... He's a fun actor, for sure. Mm-hmm. Seems very into this role. Yeah, he plays a lot and of I don't good know if he, that I like. I don't know if, if, he, if he buffed up for this role, or if he always looks like that, but I'm like, dang, dude! <laughs> he, um... I would assume he probably did for No Way... Not No Way Home. Uh... As Mysterio, he was well. Well, Hollywood, he, I guess he I'll, I'm gonna say Southpaw because, because he was in that movie Southpaw. Ah, yeah, yeah, that was really oh, good. That's movie, yes, it? that's why I'm like he's. This almost feels halfway typecasted because he's been in fighter movies before. <laughs> so it's like I'm just like okay. Uh, you know. I, I loved that movie because it was it was a really good story. Um, but yeah, so like I know like I'm like oh yeah he's done boxing movies like so I know that dude has probably done some real training in his life like multiple times mm-hmm. so. Yeah. He's got some Ryan Reynolds vibes going on in this. Yeah. Yeah, actually. he does look kind of like, yeah. Just the way that he carries himself. Yes. Like, you yeah. guys have insurance? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the closest hospital. Yeah. There's, a, there's another movie I really like that he's in called, it's a cop movie that's like halfway like hand cam like made, but it's called End of Watch. That's a really good movie he's in. Um, I also recommend Prisoners with Hugh Jackman. Such a good movie. Hugh I think I talked Jackman? about it. I talked about it a few months ago, but um, so that's sorry, another really. Out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> you really want to like mess with your mind? Yeah. Crawler. Oh no yeah, trip. I need to see that one. But yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal has been in some reviews before you watch that movie because it's. Uh, I've heard it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I've heard it's nutty. Wild. But um, yeah. no, he's been in some good stuff though. It is not about the X Men character. No, definitely not. <laughs> he's a. If I remember correctly, it's been a little while. Um, but he's a news reporter and he can't get any like attention for his news that he reports on. So he finds a crime scene and it starts with him just kind of like ingesting a few things for a better shot in a uh, murder scene Oh, or a traffic scene. It's been a while. Um, and that's where it starts. And then it just gets kind of like, it sounds like it spirals. Yeah. It just kind of gets out of hand. Crazy. Um, yeah. It's a dark movie, but it is kind of ended. Really yeah, well. he, he's he's a good actor. He definitely seems like he picks and chooses his roles pretty well. Totally. Yeah. We love that. Yeah. We will Fun movie news. move on. Wait, yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. move on to uh, the TV shows that we've been watching. I really haven't watched anything. I watched a little bit of Vox Machina again uh, <laughs> because a friend of ours has been coming over every Wednesday uh, to watch TV with us and uh, she had not seen Vox Machina yet. She's in our D&D party, so... It was nice. Like, yeah. Um, it's also helping me a little bit. I have a character in my party that uh, is more based off of... I said his name earlier. I can't remember it now. Percival. Uh, more than I realized. And so I'm getting some ideas of how <laughs> to handle that a little bit more. 
uh, rewatching the show because obviously that's where he got some of his inspiration for. Um, nice. He's playing this like shadow controlling dragonborn. Uh, Ooh. And I won't say any more than that because that'll kind of give away box market. A lot more nudity than I remembered. Uh, second season's not as vulgar. I feel like. Yeah, season um, one kind of throws you in the ringer. Yeah, that's the expectation. I felt like I didn't continue. Like, there's not much that makes me go, "Ooh, I don't think I can watch that." And I was like, "Ah, I'm not gonna watch this." Like, but I might now, though. I feel like I'm in a different place where I probably. That's why with Black Sails, Black Sails was really hard to get through. Uh, It like really kind of throws it in your face at first, and then it kind of tones it back. Uh, It's kind of unfortunate that these shows feel like they need to do that to set tone. I look at Echo as a perfect example of you not needing to do that to give the tone away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But cool. Uh, that's all I watched though. So what about you, LJ? Um, I haven't really made a lot of progress and stuff. I probably have watched a little bit of Echo, maybe a little What If, more more so since since we last talked. Um, the thing I, I did actually watch, and I don't remember if this was last week or the week before, I don't remember specifically, when we talked about uh, Marvel's, like, Future Avengers, that anime. Yeah. And it definitely didn't have, like, a Bakugan-style thing going on with it. I mean, um, like we were talking about, I don't know if that was something else, but this was kind of a fun show. Uh, it was definitely made by particular anime artists. Um, How do they, do they transform into their... No, they do Avenger? not. They're like allied so, with um, Thor and Iron Man and Captain America and stuff like that. But those are all different characters. They don't. Yes, there's like three like younger kids, like a few of them, and they're kind of uh, like allies for this bigger plot that's going on. Weird. Um, I need maybe I need to watch more of it because I don't. I don't know if it's like I don't know if that's a point in the story at any point, but. Um, there's... I remember them throwing down something and then becoming these. And, I mean, uh, that very well could change. Like, I like definitely, Power Rangers. I definitely binged like three or four episodes and like right away and didn't see any of that. Um, but it's kind of cool. Like they, uh, all these kids, like I guess the first episode, they're part of. So they're told they're part of Hydra, and they're told that the Avengers are villains, which was kind of a neat concept. Uh-huh. And so it's like, oh, one of those things where it's like, oh, we figured out that we're, we're, we're really, like, they're really not the bad guys kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, but they're like, the Avengers are like, they're out, like, they're kind of like allies to the Avengers uh, with the particular plot that's happening. I, it's kind of fun. Like, I was like, oh, like, I could totally see this being on, like, Disney XD or on some kind of, like, Saturday morning thing. Because I'm like, this is totally fine. Like, it's, I was like, oh, this is kind of actually weirdly interesting, like weirdly entertaining. It was a good, like, turn off my brain show. It's so crazy that I'm misremembering this. I watched, I definitely binged a few episodes, like, after the podcast that night, and, like, I haven't watched it since. But I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. I just pulled up, and it has the Next Avengers. It was another thing that came up online. Next Avengers is a movie. Really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with all the kids of the, uh, yeah. Yeah, all their children. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so and I would. This is kind. Of, it's kind of a fun watch. Uh, they also have a couple different Marvel anime shows and movies. I don't know how much of them are on like Disney Plus or not. But um, they definitely have a Wait. few. I might have it. <laughs> I might. It may exist. I was like, this has to be. A like thing. I figured it probably does, but that was where like I went because that's what we found on Google that one time. So, is it a show? Oh, I was gonna drive me nuts. Hold, hold, please. <laughs> yes. Oh. There is a show. I gave you the wrong name okay. last week, listeners. 
it is Marvel's Disc Wars. Disc Wars. Yeah. That, well, that sounds, sounds more like Bakugan. That, Disc that Wars? sounds way more like. <laughs> and yeah, uh, so it's these characters, That's and then fun. they throw these discs, and they become those characters. That sounds like it a toy line that got. Old. I was gonna say that sounds like a toy line that got made. Is like, like oh, we should make a show. Totally with animation. It. 2014. Oh, that's not. Yeah, uh, one season was canceled, so it wasn't good. Mm. Future Avengers must be where it's at. Yeah, Future Avengers is kind of cool. Like, I, I like. I'm. I'm not saying it's like the most amazing thing ever, but like, it was fun. Like that, what I watched of it. So, I mean, maybe Sorry if it's on. Information, everybody. I mean, Disney is that is that on Disney Plus too? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of curious now, but anyway, Future Avengers is kind of fun. Like, is I had to literally Google, uh, anime kids turn into avengers <laughs> to find it <laughs> that's so silly wow all right i'm gonna find this but yeah yeah i can't promise it'll be enjoyable but it's very anime looking i think even more so than future avengers now that I'm looking at it. if you want marvel avengers though there are some movies i think we mentioned it last time one of them's got like iron man in it and it takes place in japan yeah it's, it's like, like iron man techno something thing going yes on. it gets real weird um uh, watch that the wolverine anime is kind of all right um yeah it's, it's cool it's i think the iron man one is better but yeah you know, they have an x-men one too that's kind of like interesting I like i don't think i've seen that it's it I, it's been a while since i've seen a few episodes of it i bought it on voodoo when i saw it on sale like years ago um but yeah, no, like there's fun, weird, like, like side stuff that they've done. Like before DC kind of became the king of like animated stuff, like Marvel was really hard on the animated stuff for a while, especially the movies. And I still like, yeah. I have a DVD collection of like a ton of those still. Like, so yeah. Going, like, anime, anime. yeah, so if you ever like, I would say almost the, the animated stuff is a, quite a palate cleanser from the MCU. Like if you feel like, it definitely takes my brain away from thinking of of Marvel as the MCU. Like, so I would almost recommend them if you need a palate cleanser. An Iron Man movie that took place in Japan and was like turned into a suit battle would have been cool. <laughs> Way past its prime now, it wouldn't work. But back in like Iron Man three days, mm-hmm. Iron Man two, Iron Man two could have taken. Place oh, in like they had a uh, Wolverine versus Thor, Wolverine versus Hulk. They had um, Planet Hulk was Planet Hulk was really good. That that's Planet a Hulk's good. good. Yeah. yeah, but at Hulk, if you watch Thor Ragnarok, you kind of idea. Yep. And then he, even uh, Ultimate Avengers, you could tell where they took notes in the uh, in the movie from in the original Avengers from that too. Like, yeah. yeah, there's a scene in that in Ultimate. I think it's Ultimate Avengers where Hulk and Bruce Banner are arguing over like the dynamics of the relationship if they're going to join. Yeah, and he was like, "If we're going to do it, then I get to be out." <laughs> like, and then Bruce, it was kind of like, Bruce, you get to be there when they need you, and I get to be free whenever I want, mm-hmm. um, and then you can come out when they need you to come out, and it was, yeah, super cool. Yeah. Man, I want to watch that dialogue happen like a mirror, or a window. I want to go back and watch some of those now. <laughs> like... I think that's that show. It was it was neat. I wanted more of that conversation to happen, and they kind of alluded to it in a bit. I'm getting really... The into the weeds <laughs> avengers movie yeah bruce banner walks by a window and you can see hulk's reflection in it and it's such a cool tiny little you can almost mm. like miss it unless you're looking for it and uh i really wish we would have got more of those like conversations with his reflection because that's really prevalent in a lot of other 
uh, media. I would assume it's huge in the comics, but mm-hmm. I played it in video games and I've seen it in the animated shows and stuff. And uh, I would have yeah. loved to see more of that, like the duality of that yeah. actual back and forth between the two of them. But, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> cool. You watch Future Avengers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Michelle, you hadn't watched any TV this week. No, so. I don't think... Uh, I, I'm still trying to watch Percy Jackson, I guess. I just don't... We haven't seen the newest episodes, so... Mm-hmm. But no, didn't watch anything. I think I'm only watching TV once a week right now, too, so... Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, we will get into the TV news, then. Uh, this is a thing that I didn't even know... <laughs> I guess I'm sad. Final Fantasy XIV show. Live-action TV show. Could have been cool. Dead. Oh no, I didn't know that it was something that was in production. <laughs> oh no, anyway. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's actually, I mean, it would have been cool. Um, I don't know Final Fantasy XIV specifically. I know <laughs> Joe Morgan, who has been on the podcast, he was our uh, host for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he loves the game. He says the best Final Fantasy story he's ever played. And so I'm like, I guess in that aspect it would be cool. But I would be, it would be super weird to watch a, a show called Final Fantasy XIV. Like, I would almost rather just a show called Final Fantasy and then them kind of let the writers have a little more freedom to do whatever they wanted. And then they could pull inspiration from any of the games and be like, oh, that's from Final Fantasy XIV. Like, oh, that's cool. Well, Final Fantasy would work really well as an anthology show. You, this just popped into my head like a like a, like a a Star Wars Visions or kind of like What yeah. If or something, you know? Like, they could totally pull one off like that. Get different artists and production companies to do it. Yeah, that would be neat. <sighs> yeah. I'd be okay with the live action. I much more would prefer with them. Uh, I love Kingslave, and I don't know how well Kingslave did. Like, give me, like, a trilogy that's serialized mm-hmm. of, like, Kingslave-style CGI movies. I think would be really neat. Um, and have it just be... I don't, I don't know. I don't want a show. I'm not going to watch a Final Fantasy show. As much as I want to see real-life Chocobos. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. They make a show out of sixteen. They could start making Game of Thrones comparisons again. Yeah, that's a... <laughs> I hate that. Could you but, imagine? Yeah. It'd be cool though to do a Final Fantasy, kind of like a Highlander situation, and do a Final Fantasy show that's live action, and then you could have like futuristic sci-fi Final Fantasy Seven stuff going on, but then flashback to their history, and it'd be a like Final Fantasy sixteen situation. That'd, That'd be, be interesting. Cool. That would be neat. <laughs> so they have such a cool little world going on. Um, I know they're different worlds technically, but yeah, Final Fantasy is weird. Yeah, super. There's always a Sid. There could be a Sid in the past and a Sid in the future. Hollywood needs to get a hold of me, man. <laughs> How many times have you had just a brilliant idea? They're wasting money by not hiring you. <laughs> they just get on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> straight up uh if you know a if you know a hollywood producer make sure you share this podcast with them <laughs> until they have to listen to the whole thing they can't just skip ahead <laughs> we have ideas Anyways. not all the time but... <laughs> yeah usually what i'll do is you can give me an idea and i can tell you what's wrong with that idea and how to fix it <laughs> <laughs> there you go that's yep. more by my speed actually what you should do uh <laughs> Okay, the other news story is uh, we got a trailer for the live-action Avatar Last Airbender show. 
finally which... another trailer that's like not just a teaser, like we actually good. see some things. Yeah, I was I was completely I'm not gonna watch the show, it's gonna be bad. I'm completely uninterested until this trailer and I'm like, okay, well it seems like they're doing it right. Uh, I don't know if we necessarily need a live action. There was that whole thing about the creators walking out or somebody walking out. Well, then that was why I was so, so, I was like, it's not, I'm not going to watch it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not going to give them my money. I don't care. It doesn't sound good. And then I was the creators out of it, so it's not going to be good anyways. Uh, I think it's a specific line from Sokka is what kind of sold it for me. And it's where he's eating that apple and he's like, huh, savor the world. And I was like, it's the most Sokka sounding line (laughs) and delivery. And I was like, they're they're trying see uh, that's that's so what i like about the one piece show is like you could tell like they're tr- like they're trying like it's not trying to be exact you know but like mm-hmm. i'm hoping like we get at least something enjoyable out of out of this you know like out of the live action avatar i just but we don't need i it. hate rehashing of things yeah, yeah. that's my thing is I we, don't we still don't need it. it and i know they're making a movie that's gonna be the adult thing and stuff uh that's animated i'm very excited about that original creators remembered that they're the original creators that this is like a different studio basically who's working on this but i would have been kind of excited for this to be like uh if it was a them as adults or something and they made it yeah kind of like weird drama i probably would have been a little bit more intrigued um i just if i'm gonna watch avatar i'd kind of rather watch the animated show for i've been saying this since the beginning this trailer came out and i honestly i think i feel the same as you where I'm like, oh, okay, so it's not, it It truly is already, by the trailer, better than Night Shyamalan because there's actual humor, or there's actual character <laughs> moments. Cool, mm-hmm. okay, we, we've hit the bar, gang. The bar's <laughs> here, we've hit it, we've passed, you know, the movie uh, that we don't talk about, but uh, I'm, I'm the same, I've just never doesn't matter how good of a trailer it is like i just don't see a point in watching after our last airbender unless it's like the original cartoon or legend of korra or if they're making new things but a, a remake of a story i've already seen with characters i've already seen it's all mm-hmm. the same it's not like and you know supposedly they're gonna be adding some new stuff uh, supposedly supposedly we don't actually know but uh for me i'm kind of like is it all worth it i don't know like yeah i kind of yeah canon yeah so it's kind of uh, yeah exactly and i i felt kind of castle if i the comments on this video on youtube a lot of people were just like i you know i'm in my 30s and i grew up watching the show and i'm crying i'm so happy and i'm like just rewatch the original show gang why do you need this one yeah. like what what do yeah. you mean you're crying and sobbing has this been your great <laughs> not to judge anybody if your greatest dream in life was to see a remake of after the last airbender i think it's a very niche <laughs> dream uh, but I'll respect it. I just don't. I can't be convinced that this many it. people wanted this. Like I can't, in my mind. Like maybe people really, really thought the idea of it was interesting, and they were so disappointed by my Shyamalan that like they really needed a, a second go at it. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there like that. I'm just not. You know, I'm like, let's stick with the 2D animation. I'm sure that's we're fine part of it there. The redemption of it, right? It's yeah. Like, we got. We were so hurt. <laughs> Yeah, especially it's like, like a huge my generation like knee jerk reaction. We watched that movie. We were so excited for that movie. Yeah, and it was so bad. It was so it, bad. Like... I was never the biggest Avatar fan. Like when that movie came out at the time, because I hadn't really seen it. But even I was like, yeah, this is still bad. Yeah. I so I watched the show as it came out, and uh, I didn't do that for a lot of shows at that age, and I was 
really, really excited for this movie. It's like, oh, it's going to be live action. I get to see it. It's going to be so cool. And it, you watch that movie, and it's the movie is rough. I guess. <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah. So there's a redemption there of like, oh, this actually looks like it could be like done right. That's really cool. But again, I'm like, at, I guess I'm at an age now where I'm like, I don't really need. Like, I, I would see more as a kid wanting to see something in live action. Because then it's like, oh, now it's real life. Right. And Whereas you know, and now I'm like, I'm like, eh. I was going to say, and this, that's kind of what I have to, like, that's why I keep forgetting and I have to realize, too. This really is just getting the same treatment Percy Jackson got, right? Mm-hmm. You know, here's a sh- mm-hmm. where where their movie came out. It was awful. No one liked it. You know, I I even remember watching. I never watched the books or read the books, but I just remember watching and being like, yeah, this is fine, I guess. I don't know. Um, and now there's a redemption through a show, another, you know, live action show. Mm-hmm. And sure, it's not like a cartoon show being made to a live action show. I think there's still something to be said about that because it's still technically like they're both shows. But, you know, there is the audience of people who've never experienced the original story before. And, you know, to that, I would say, please still watch the original. I'm sure uh, it is the original intent, right? Maybe still watch it. But at the same time, like, maybe there are a ton of people who... I don't know, really don't like cartoons for some reason, or maybe a way more interesting live action, or maybe just heard about the show. Maybe they had a sibling or loved one who grew up with the show and talked about it a lot, but they themselves never watched it because they thought it was kind of too bit kiddie, right? Maybe they were just like, oh, I'm too grown up for that. And now they're like, oh, well, this is live action. Sure, it came from a kid's show, but like maybe it'll be really good. So I do have to respect that there is that huge audience out there who hasn't. Um, yeah. you know seen it and maybe for them it's easier to get into something that's more live action i can show my parents yeah. this and be like hey check this out yeah so like i can totally respect that for them and again i respect if you're excited about this for me personally i just like i just love the original so much that nothing can replace that so i got an I, amazon prime subscription yeah. back in the day because avatar was the only place you could watch it was on, was on amazon prime Amazon prime yeah true. that's the whole so, reason i have got it and i don't think i've ever canceled prime since then i mean that's because a good I'm, reason to get it. i've still used it you know so yeah. it's just kind of wild that that's like oh wow that's crazy like i went to that length to go watch it you know yeah but it's just uh i don't know i i don't know maybe i'll watch it maybe i won't i don't know but i i I hope it's good for the sake of everybody who's excited about it personally i am also more excited about whatever the outer studios is making with the you know adult stuff and not adult stuff that sounds weird when they're grown up kind of and and making more original content uh you know using some of the same characters but still Mm -hmm. original so i don't know that's how i feel i just not that passionate about it it's annoying. Yeah. It looks good. I mean, it, it doesn't look like the dumpster fire, though. It's got the looks, for sure. But yeah, the costuming looks good. Uh, the acting seems like it's well done. The CGI is definitely CGI, but it doesn't look, like, right. terrible. Yeah. So, um, I don't think it'll be necessarily a bad show. Just no. I'm sure it'll be just fine. And then, fine. we'll move on. Before we end the show, there's a couple <laughs> more things that Shelly, although she did not watch movies or in TV, uh, you've done some other things that were kind of cool. Yeah, so I uh, so I finished my first campaign that I DM'd. So I've done I've nice. Done, like, I play lots of Dun- Dungeons and Dragons in my life at this point, and finished quite a few campaigns. But this is the first one that I DM'd, and this is like I've done lots of like one shots and things like that. But this was like a first like actual campaign. So that's really exciting and it was 20 sessions which is funny because i keep thinking like that's a mini session or that's like a or a mini campaign or something but that's like a normal campaign like most normal campaigns 
are going to be around that size roughly. Like, I think it's pretty average. We were always low level as well, too. I think we started, like, I didn't really give them any levels, to be fair, because we it was supposed to be, like, a magic school campaign, so they're, like, students, so they're pretty low level. We started level one, and we ended at level five, uh, but we were able to keep it really interesting the whole time, which I'm proud of myself for. And, yeah, it was really fun, and now I kind of have more confidence in my DMing, because that's, like, always a big one. It's like, I, I wouldn't say I'm still a really good DM, but at least I have more confidence about it. And you, you somebody it, liked it, right? So you can I'm call the next one year, year two if you do another if you do another. Well, one. yeah, and the, it's cool because it could sort of, oper- like, opens the opportunity for future things, too. Like, this, like, is, like, the story was, like, one big arc that has now ended, and it ended with that campaign, and now we can, like, do more in the future if we want to. And, and I've been kind of running a side campaigns for some friends, but I kind of put it on pause because I'm like, guys, I can't do two at the same time, but now I can really focus on that one. So that's cool. I'm just kind of proud of myself for having a little bit more um, DMing experience in that way. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah that's cool. uh, the other thing I also did, again, I just did other things that weren't watching movies uh, or TV shows. I actually read a comic. I read the Alias uh, series. It's uh, Jessica Jones. Yeah. Oh, nice. And I didn't realize it actually came out in 2001 through 2003. That was sort of the run of it. Um, and I read all of it, and it was pretty good. It was, I, I liked the art style. For the most part, they kind of kept changing up the art style depending on what was happening. Like, they had sort of a regular art style that they went with, which makes sense. But then they had, like, one little mini arc of, uh, with J. Jones Jameson and Jessica Jones. Like, they kind of did this thing. uh, That's cool. And they did, like, a really cool, like, watercolor art for all of it. Like, it wasn't necessarily panels. It was, like, just big, uh, water park, sorry, uh watercolor pieces i'm like i can't speak tonight uh so that was really cool and then there were also some times where like because if you don't know about jessica jones her whole thing is that she used to be a superhero um and so they'll like have little flashbacks basically of her when she was jewel right when she was like doing her superhero thing and it's in a different art style it's in a way more classic sort of poppy comic style which sort of, you know, kind of juxtaposes a little bit with, like, the more down-to-earth, realistic, grim sort of reality of her present, (laughs) where she's just running this PI, like, being a PI, right? She's running her investigation agency um, and taking on different jobs. The one thing, though, is that it's incredibly mature. Uh, It's, like, Super Mm -hmm. 8M has all the things, right? It has all the, all swearing, all the, like, nudity, things like that, so just, like, be aware of that. Um... And it's because it was released on uh, Max, Max Comics, Max something. It was basically yeah. a line of uh, comics where they were allowed to just... There's a Punisher it. collection I have that is all Marvel Max that I still need to read. And I've heard it's really good. I've heard I've heard specifically the Punisher, one. Punisher one's really good. But um, yeah, and it was really good. I think I was just bummed and I don't have a lot of experience reading comics. So please forgive me. This is like a stupid complaint. But That's awesome. One, there was a lot of uh, reusing the same panels for a lot of things. There was just a lot of like times where maybe someone is a client is talking to Jessica Jones about what she needs to do, who she needs to investigate, et cetera, et cetera. And they just use the same exact picture of Jessica Jones like four times in a row. She's like listening to someone or like very tiny changes. And I'm like, I get it. But like, I mean, I, maybe I would do the same in the position. I don't know. For me, I, I was just kind of like, it kind of threw me off. I was just like, why is it the same picture like three times in a row? This is like really strange for me. That and also the first case that she took, because the whole series kind of um, 
I didn't know, but it sort of takes case by case by case, and they are still, like, in order, and there is still, like, sort of an acknowledgement later on the series that she completed those previous cases, but they kind of feel like their own episodes. They kind of feel like their own almost separate things that are happening, Hmm. which I didn't know, and I kind of wish I knew before reading because the first case is incredibly interesting and it starts off like so strong and i'm like this is like a huge like thing that's good i don't want to spoil it per se uh but she basically comes across with this huge secret that becomes big on a political spectrum basically uh and so interesting but then it ends and then she moves on to the next case. And I keep thinking, but these cases seem like they're going to be, like, really big and really huge. Uh, or they're, like, super interesting. Or I'm like, oh, they introduce something. There's one where they talk about, um, like, drug use. But specifically a drug that makes people get mutant powers temporarily. Oh, wow. And I'm like, this is super interesting. I want to know more about this. But then they kind of just, that case ends. And <laughs> they move on to the next case. So... It's, it's a good comic, uh, but definitely just, like, keep in mind that, one, it's very mature, and two, it really goes on this sort of case-by-case thing. And for me, I wanted more of a lot of the cases, but they all do just kind of end, and they do kind of move on. And I, I even remember there was a, the writer wrote at the end, uh, like, a little thing about how he's like, oh, yeah, this is the last of it. I actually wanted more Jessica Jones stuff, but because of, like, et cetera reasons, like, this was the, like... This ended up being the last one, which I'm like, okay, it's kind of a bummer because we kind of left all these like hints and clues and things that we were, that I felt like we needed to come back to and we don't come back to it. So just my full warnings, if you're going to read it, uh, it is really cool. It makes me way more interested in Jessica Jones as a character. I think she's a really in- intriguing character, uh, but also the writer. The Netflix show? Huh? Did you ever watch the Netflix show? I never did, but now I'm like interested. Yeah, to you might because, want to now because it's uh, some of those are uh, yeah. topics that are in the making of the show. Oh, then perfect. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, but the other thing too is that the writer also like makes it kind of a point that he just loves to curse. Like he's mm-hmm. one of those writers where he's just like, uh, I use the f word, and if you're offended by that, well, it's art kind of thing. So like, it's a little pretentious. You kind of get that a little bit. There is also a scene. That is a little bit disappointing in the sense where it just shows, like, Christianity is being, like, really bad. Um, so uh, I didn't like that scene, but it's very short and also predictable. Un- unfortunately predictable. Um, so if you kind of stomach all that, it is a really cool, interesting read. If you're interested in Jessica Jones as a character, I think it was a really good introduction for me personally. So, yeah. Cool. That? Well, LJ, are you getting out about anything else this week? Nope, that's kind of it. All right, we will end the podcast there then. LJ, where can I find you? You can find me under Instagram and Twitter at LJ the Paladin. And Shelly? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the shellshock 24 And you can find me on Instagram at Cody Arbor. Keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Bye-bye. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. 
We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening. It's on!